0: This is Dr. Bob Patton. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Making Much of His Mission. His mission, of course, is to see many come to Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so we can't be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says further, the wages of sin is death. We are separated from him and ultimately will go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He gives us this as a gift. We can't earn it but we can receive it. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become children of God. So as we receive Jesus Christ, he comes into our life, gives us his life, which is eternal life, and allows us to spend eternity with him. That is ultimately his mission. Let us all yield totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, the message for today. This is Dr. Bob Patton, giving you greetings from the Crown College of the Bible and wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Today, we want to think about Thanksgiving, and especially the power of Thanksgiving. And I'd like to talk today about Thanksgiving from prison. Paul was in prison. He had written before this, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, the following words, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Shortly before he wrote back to the Thessalonicans, he was found in prison in Philippi. He and Silas had gone there to preach the gospel, and a young slave girl had been, who was demon-possessed had been bought by some men, and you could pay money— and she would go into a trance and tell you what she wanted to know. Well, she ran behind them and hollered out that the people should listen to them. They are the servants of the more, uh, the more high God, and they will show you the way of salvation. True message, but everybody knew she was demon-possessed. After several days, Paul turned around and rebuked the demon, and he left. Well, the men who had bought her now had lost their profit. They took these men... Paul and Silas to the magistrates, accused them of teaching things that are unlawful for the uh, Philippi people, they being Roman citizens, and these guys being Jews, and without any due process, without even asking questions, the magistrates had them clothes stripped off, they were beaten severely with rods, and given an order to thrust them into the deepest part of the prison, and the prison guard did that. Well, at midnight, back's bleeding, probably against a rough uh, stone wall behind, feet in stock, so if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to stay right where you are. They're praising God. How can they do that? They do that because they praise him for his worthiness they praised him for the fact that he considered them worthy to suffer for his sake. And so at midnight, the men are listening, when suddenly an earthquake comes, and all the prison doors pop open, their stocks are released, and the Roman guard jailer comes tearing in, sees the doors open, pulls out his sword to commit suicide, and Paul says, stop, we're all here. Under conviction, he falls at their Feed and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And so he took him to the house and washed their stripes and gave them food, and they were baptized, uh, all those in his family, and then returned back to prison. The next day, when the uh, lictors came uh, uh, to let them go, Uh, Paul refused and said the magistrates themselves would have to come and personally escort them out since they were Roman citizens who had been beaten uncondemned. Now, what happened after that? Well, we believe that the jailer himself was quite likely to have been the pastor of the church in Philippi. A church was started, and this church was perhaps one of his favorite churches where uh, they sent help to him uh, later on when he was in Thessalonica and on other locations. He wrote many joyous things. He wrote a letter back to them. And in that letter, he was in prison again, this time in Rome. And he says the following in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. But I should... But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened to me have fallen out rather unto the f- furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest to all in the, co- in the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren of the Lord, waxing confident in my bonds, are much more bound to speak the word without fear. Well, Paul had a light six foot chain between himself and a roman guard these are top quality soldiers from the roman army often would travel all over the world well the question was was paul chained to the guard or was the guard chained to paul because neither could escape the other and we can be assured that the guards saw paul they saw him they heard him write they heard him uh, pray uh, they he witnessed to them and Without question, many of them got saved. Some of these were top men who would be sent all over the empire later on, often given places to retire, and could form a nucleus of believers elsewhere. This was a tremendous encouragement to Paul. Also, he found that many other people were bolder after they saw him in prison. Everybody knew why he was there, and they preached. Some of them preached, he said, out of contention, but others Uh, preached Christ for other reasons, and he said, I don't care. Christ is preached. That's the main thing. He was thankful. Did he know this ahead of time? No. He just knew the God of the Bible. He knew him intimately and personally and thanked him even before he saw the blessings. I would like to read to you a brief note that was sent from a Retired missionary by the name of Alice Nichols. Now Alice is 85. Her husband was an engineer helping build a huge, uh, a huge dam in uh, Suriname. I'm sure got a good salary. But while there, accepted the Lord and went home and came back as a missionary to Suriname. For years, he ran a uh, house where missionary children were and. Many of them knew them as Uncle Nick and Alice. Later on, uh, after many years working with the Guyanese, uh, Mr. Nichols um, began to suffer Alzheimer's disease, and this was a slow and painful uh, departure on his part. Alice had stayed and was able to come back from time to time to Suriname, to the work there, but uh, her health has not permitted her recently to do that. Here she writes the following. On the eve of Thanksgiving 2015, I want to share some things that I am thankful and grateful for. Number 1. The joy of being one of God's chosen children, being a part of his family on earth, having a personal relationship with him, the living God through his son, Jesus Christ, the privilege of putting him on daily and allowing him to live his life through me, experiencing fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ daily. Number two, get this, living a normal life as a result of dialysis. I am grateful for all the workers in the local dialysis clinic where I am treated three times a week. Grateful for the patients the Lord has blessed me with to sit in one spot, three hours and 45 minutes, without moving my arm so that the two needles can take blood into the machine which acts as my kidney and brings it back to my body. Three, I am grateful for my understanding family who are always there for me. I am grateful that at age 85 I still enjoy cooking for you. It's no fun cooking for one. I look forward to the times when we can all be in one place and enjoy each other. I enjoy watching the grands and great-grands grow up, some close by, but most from afar. I am grateful for all the projects the Lord has led me to keep me busy and not bored in life. I just pray that I can finish those projects before the Lord calls me home. I am grateful for friends, near and far. How wonderful to stay in touch through phone calls, Skype, and personal contact with many. It is wonderful to keep up with spiritual children scattered from one land to another. I am grateful that my life story is pretty much finished. I need to get it published. The Lord is so good, and I am available to him whatever he has in store for me for the days and years to come. I love Ephesians 2.10, that says, He already has works for all his children to do, and I am excited to see what he has ahead for me for this coming year. Well, it is exciting to know that he will keep me around until he's finished with me. Oh, well, brothers and sisters, you think about that. Here's a lady, 85 years old, on dialysis. Does she say... God, why have not you taken better care of me? Why have you left me as a widow with my husband who served you all his life dying of Alzheimer's disease? Why this? Why that? She didn't do that. She's grateful. And this is the power of thanksgiving. I wish you a blessed thanksgiving time. Now, Paul, when he concluded, talked about the wonderful gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and concluded with some... Very challenging words in Second Corinthians, verse uh, 15 of chapter 9. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That is the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, to be grateful for a gift is a wonderful thing. But if someone gives you a gift but you don't receive it, that does not show gratitude. Especially... If the gift cost the giver, God, the life of his own son. We should be grateful and receive him. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You and I are sinners. The wages of sin is death. We are separated from God and will spend eternity in hell if we do not restore that relationship. The wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's a gift. You can't earn it. But all of them that received him, that is, they took the gift, to them gave he power to become children of God or sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. And so in this Thanksgiving season, it would be most appropriate not only to thank the Lord for the material gifts he's given us, the health he has given us, the family he has given us, but especially the unspeakable gift, that of the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive him as personal Savior. May the Lord abundantly bless you. God bless you. And a final reminder, what we cannot do in our own strength he can do through us. So as we try to apply what we've learned today, let us yield it to him and ask him to live his life through us. And once again, this is Dr. Bob Patton from Making Much of His Missions, wishing you a blessed day. God bless you.